Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. I am still a bit under the weather, as you might be able to tell, but still, I am very excited because you're about to hear my conversation with vocalist Sean Adams and guitarist Ben Leonetti of the band Lakeshore. If you listen to the weekly edition of Ian Hates Music, you're pretty familiar with Lakeshore already because we've been talking about them and their brand new single, History, off their highly anticipated debut EP named 41. 41 is coming soon, but we're going to give you a little taste of it today, and you're going to learn all about Lakeshore and a bunch of other stuff, so I'm not going to hold you back from that anymore. After History, I'll be back to speak with you after the conversation with Sean and Ben of Lakeshore. Welcome back, everybody. I am very happy to have two special guests on the show tonight. 
Sean Adams, the vocalist of Lakeshore, as well as Ben Leonetti, the guitarist for Lakeshore. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. And look, I already made a mistake right away by asking a question to both of you at the same time when you're at different locations. <laughs> nah, yeah, that's all, that's all good. I mean, it's whatever. Let's start right away with Sean. You're in Virginia right now, right? I am indeed, Northern Virginia. There you go. And Ben, where are you right now? Uh, Connecticut. And you're planning on doing right now in Connecticut the new music video for Kings, right? Yeah, we're in the process of uh, just um, kind of getting the storyboard together and um, putting the pieces together for that whole video. Um, that And that should be out uh, by early next month, probably the third of next month. Okay. Now, Sean, will you be back in town for that whole video? Because I know this episode is going to come out after this weekend. But when you're shooting it, you were doing an open casting call. So you have a plan already kind of in place? Yeah, I think uh, the stuff that uh, we're going to shoot this weekend is stuff uh, more like not not necessarily B-roll stuff, but things that don't really include the band too much. So uh, I'm actually going to be down here in Virginia working uh, and then uh, so they can do that part without me. And then I think we're going to do the band stuff coming up pretty soon. Interesting. Okay. I guess let's go back because I definitely wanted to talk about that right away. But just in case anyone doesn't know, and I'd be surprised if people don't know, but you guys are working on your brand new debut EP named 41. Now, I know there isn't an exact date for when the EP is coming out, but can you talk about the band just in general? And either Ben or Sean, you can take this or split it up a little bit. How did you both get together? How did you meet? And then how did you form Lakeshore? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, well, first of all, we had a, me and my brother, obviously, um, you know, we've been together for years through Emir and then, um, uh, you know, we've always played together and mm-hmm. uh, we kind of, Joe always wanted to start something and I was like, oh, no, 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 but, you know, one thing led to another and, um we had uh we had another singer kind of along the same lines of the same style the same music and stuff like that um but uh we ended up losing him just through a a series of unfortunate events i guess and um one of my when i was touring with suicide silence Mm -hmm. uh me and their drum tech naveed were obviously good friends he used to play in for the fallen dreams oh but uh he yeah when he um when we ended up losing our singer it was still all unreleased. Like we didn't tell anybody that we were even starting a band or anything. Um, we ended up, uh, losing that singer. And then I asked Naveed, I was like, yeah, do you know anybody on the East coast that could sing? And he put me in touch with Sean and I called Sean and literally, I think he was up here the the next day. Oh, very uh, nice. To start. Yeah. So it, it moved pretty fast. Yeah, it was pretty fast. That's pretty interesting. So, how long ago did the band actually kind of form and you had this idea of what you were looking for? Yeah. Um, well, me, Joe, this other singer, and then a couple other guys that were uh, in the band that uh, have since left as well. Um, that was the probably more towards the beginning of, of like maybe spring of 2016. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as you see with Lakeshore, um, you know, it kind of our previous history with the mirror kind of catapulted the whole thing up um, to, you know, there's obviously a decent amount of attention on us right now. Yep. And uh, 
so with that, it was the kind of the same thing. Um, you know, in the beginning of 2016, we had the idea of uh, starting a band. We wrote, uh, wrote a shit ton of songs, we wrote <laughs> probably like 20 songs. Oh, wow. And, um, with this other singer and, uh, we kept it, you know, we even did a music video that nobody will ever see. <laughs> I mean, it was good music. I mean, it was along, along the same line. Okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, after, uh, we, you know, we kept all of it completely on the, you know, completely hush. And, mm-hmm. uh, then when we ended up uh, losing that singer, um, I kind of took control and was like, all right, you know what, like, like we need to like reformat this whole thing, how we're going about it. So I ended up, just sitting at a computer demoing songs for, uh, I don't know how long. Um, and then we ended up choosing six out of maybe another 15, um, and, uh, started doing vocals with Sean and, uh, yeah, we just kept it, uh, hush up until, I don't know, just last month or whenever that, that first initial, uh, rock feed article came out. Yeah. I think that was around a month ago. So Sean, for yourself, what is it like coming into a band like this right now with two veterans, I guess is probably the right way to put it. You've got a great voice. I think you bring this band together. So what's it like for you? Uh, thanks, man. Um, I feel lucky, first off, and uh, grateful. But um, it was, uh, it, it's, it's, it's awesome, and it's nerve-wracking, and it's more <laughs> awesome, and I fucking love it. Uh, but it's crazy how much this band's changed so far. Like, when I came up, I already had, like, six songs to learn, like, on the drive up. Right. <laughs> and all of those songs that we started with, just we just scrapped and then just grinded and wrote so many fucking songs and then just picked the, the best six, and that's what we're rolling with. But I love it, man. I'm, I couldn't be more excited. This is everything I've ever fucking wanted. That's awesome to hear. So as you were learning those tracks, you come in, you guys decide to scrap them, like you just said. What's the writing process like with the whole band? Because you've kind of finalized everything, right? You've got Mitch, you've got Chris, you've got Joe, obviously. That brings the full band together. What was that process like rewriting those tracks? Well, I mean, with with the writing of the tracks, it's, uh, it's you know, everybody has their own life. Sean is in... Um, Sean is in, uh, you know, Virginia, and then everybody's got their own thing to do, you know, as we get up and running here. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and Joe are, you know, are the guitar player and drummer. So, you know, 50, if not more percent of the of, of the actual songs are going to start with me and Joe, you know? Sure. Um, and so basically with me, obviously Joe's my brother, so mm-hmm. I could, and I actually started on drums. Uh, playing back in the day when I was like 15 years old. Oh, really? Okay. So when it comes to writing, like basically what I'll do is I'll sit at uh, I'll sit at the computer. I'll, I got this idea in my head, and I'll start tracking guitars or do a drum beat that I that I want to hear that I think Joe would be into that he could obviously spice up later. Um, but we do, you know, bare bones drum beat and I'll just, you know, I'll just go to town writing all the guitars and kind of meshing it. I also obviously play bass. Um, you know, I know my way around the bass as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, then I'll kind of put the bass in there. You know, if I want something a little funky, I'll kind of fake it till I make it. And then when, you know, Chris got in here, then he'll spice that up. And then once we have, 
a, a, a fully demoed song that we're pretty happy of the flow and how everything goes in and out of each other, then me and Sean will sit down and, um, you know, whether it's come up with a subject matter or just uh, come up with a harmony that we think would be cool mm-hmm. um, or a melody that would be cool going over uh, the guitar part. Um, and then, you know, we just dial stuff in and then obviously, you know, the last step was going in with, uh, with Ken Susie, uh, when we actually really recorded the stuff, you know, then that's when we really come together, uh, and, uh, finalize, you know, every little detail of, of, uh, each part and each section, you know, well, how yeah, did we you... were just oh. in the studio last night. We were just in Ken's last night doing some final, the last final push of shit and then now it's finally done oh so everything is completely wrapped up now yeah everything's completely wrapped up um it actually was wrapped up but there were a couple things that i just wanted to um you know a couple little touch-ups that i wanted to do um so i mean the the record's been done um now it's just really uh i mean we got most of the masters back uh they sound fucking phenomenal i I mean you hear his it sounds it sounds awesome yeah um and yeah i mean we're uh we're we're getting ready to to make our 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 big push here you know with the king video Mm -hmm. and then uh we might do another video and then release it like this is all like uh just so everybody knows whoever's listening or interested it's just uh it things kind of um kind of uh creeped up on us with uh you know when um when Frank did that interview, um, Rockfeed got in touch with us and we were about, like I was explaining to you, to you before when we were on the phone, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, we were in the process of actually, you know, making an announcement, uh, you know, maybe a week or two, um, in, in advance, but, uh, Rockfeed had, had got, a, got in touch with us and, uh, we decided to just do the, um, the, uh, the announcement then. And with with that, when we put out that little 20-second teaser, right. that's when Artery hit us up and all these people started hitting us up, you know, just off of 20 seconds of music. So it kind of uh, really sped up, like everything just fucking hit us all at once. So that's the reason why, you know, some things are like, uh, you know, dates aren't finalized and, um, you know, we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants here, but, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate everybody hanging in there. I mean, everybody's been insanely patient and, uh, yeah, seriously. and awesome. So, I mean, it's all good, but I mean, at the end of the day, we're here now and, uh, we're doing the King video and then the EP will be out in full, uh, within the next couple of months here. That makes total sense. I do have a couple questions based on what you're just talking about. First one is for Rockfeed because they, you know, wanted to go off of that interview and then hit you guys up and find out what you were doing. Did that have any effect on whether you were choosing to do an EP compared to a full length? No, it was always an EP. I okay. mean, that's uh, you know, yeah, it was just always an EP. With your stature and, you know, your knowledge of the music business, was there a reason for choosing an EP over the full length for what you were trying to start with Lakeshore? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't want to blow our load right off the bat. Gotcha. You know, I feel like the, uh, the, the songs are good enough that people are going to start getting interested and, you know, it's just enough music to start getting people involved and getting people like, you know, liking it. And uh, it definitely 
leaves us room to expand when we do do a full length. But releasing 11 songs right off the bat, it would just be almost a waste of time and a waste of money at this point. You know, I mean, even though the our history with Emir and then prior fans that are still keeping in touch with us and supporting us right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, it would just, uh, I don't think it would have the effect that, uh, we would want as opposed to, you know, putting out a, a small little EP, you know, getting people back in the groove, just showing our faces and then, you know, letting all this business side work itself out, um, you know, let the dust settle. And then, you know, when it's time to, uh, you know, sign a deal or whatever the case may be, you know, then we'll start thinking about uh, a full length record. But I mean, I wish you, I wish you were able to hear something more of the songs because, uh, you know, it definitely, uh, you know, even with the three songs that you heard, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've got history, history, which is, you know, it's more of like a little radio rockish. Um, then we got King, which is, uh, that's, I, I think it's heavy as fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's that, uh, that future one, which was more of a, just a, a rockish, like an epic rock song, you know? Sure. Um, so, you know, with the other songs, it, it's along the same lines, you know, we kind of got a feel uh, a different feel with each song, just trying to bring like, you know, just a fun attitude, a good vibe, um, you know, with each song. So, you know, that's what we plan on doing with, uh, from here on out, you know, it's with the, uh, you know, you have all these bands coming up right now, uh, you know, some of their songs sound the same or whatever. Um, but with this, we're really trying to expand on what being a band is really about and what, you know, musicianship is all about, you know? Absolutely. And I guess that's also a question to start with as well, because there was plenty of stuff I still have to ask you about all of this. But one mm-hmm. of them specifically, too, is how did you guys decide on the sound that you were going for? You just mentioned, you know, history is more on the, you know, radio rock-ish. I would call it melodic rock to melodic post-hardcore, maybe, with the tracks that you're working with, at least the three that I've heard. So what yeah. kind of steered that direction? Uh, I mean... All right, I don't want to ramble on again, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, me, our, our our father is a musician, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been growing up in clubs, watching him and his friends playing bands, uh, you know, since we were in diapers. Um, so, you know, I don't think that people really understood, you know, when me and Joe wrote Goodbye to the Gallows and wrote The Respect Issue, you know, mm-hmm. we tried to bring, like, prettier songs like Sleeping Princess or... Chicago's finest, sure. rusted over wet dreams. We tried to bring these um, this more melodic, more rockish aspect to it, but we loved like those breakdowns and stuff. But um, you know, as far I don't think that we really felt fulfilled uh, as musicians, I which see. is why everything's working out now. But I mean, this the sound that you hear, um, whether it's you listen to those three songs or you hear you know the other three that you have in, or even mm-hmm. the pre-pro. I think it's a, it's an absolute complete reflection of how we feel as people, you know, at that present time when we're writing music. So, you know, if once, if one time we write an acoustic song, then that's how we felt. Then if we write a song like history, that's how we felt. And then, you know, when we come out with this shit with Kings, which is featuring Carl from Misery Signal. And uh, Jesse from Tony Danza, Top Dance Extravaganza. I still love that name. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just a brutal song. So it's really just about how we feel. And um, 
it's just a reflection of us rather than uh, a conformed guideline of what we think we should sound like because of genre standards, I guess you could say. I think that's a good way to look at it. And I think that's a good question for Sean as well. So the audience kind of knows, you know, from past interviews and everything that Ben and Joe have done on what kind of shaped their musical careers. How did you get into this style of music, Sean? Well, I've been in pretty much post-hardcore bands for, uh, I was in a band called uh, Satellites on Parade for like eight years and we are post-hardcore. Then uh, I was in a band with Naveed, which is how I know Ben, uh, in a band called Ben on Black. That's all post-hardcore. Uh, that, this is, I mean, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, but that, that shit's right up my alley. Right. You know, when you, when you're young and you're singing around in bands and you kind of, you get a feeling for what your style is, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've played in folk bands, I've played in pop bands, I've, I've done it all, but, uh, post-hardcore has kind of always been my shit or that type of style. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I'm totally with you. Post-hardcore, Screamo, those are all my wheelhouse. So when I hear your voice, yeah, I I hear that in it. So that's why I was very interested to hear your take on that. So when you're bringing that to Lakeshore, what type of vocal lessons did you have? Because I'm hearing all the clean vocals, at least for the three tracks that we've, you know, had a chance to listen to already. Do you plan on doing any unclean vocals with mixing there? Or are you more that straight up clean vocals going on the higher end, maybe? Well, I used to uh, scream in my bands before. Okay. And um, I, I've done it before. I really, like, it's, it's awesome on a CD, but doing that live, and then going right into singing is mm-hmm. it, it not it's just counterintuitive you know what i mean sure uh so i try to not scream at all anymore like i it just builds the nodes up on your throat and your vocal cords it's just it's just not good you know um but you know if if we're sitting down and we're writing a song and we're like yo this part needs screams i mean there's a, i think there's a couple screams on the in the first track there's like a whole verse well there's one in one of the songs you haven't heard i think ah. it's the open on the ep okay all right. There is a little bit of uh, there there and so I did scream a little bit, but I, honest to God, I just I can't doing it anymore. Is just bad news, man. <laughs> bad, news, <laughs> bad news for me. Well, have you ever had a time when you were touring around or when you were working on your past bands that you lost your voice? Do you have anything now that you do to kind of keep that? Besides not screaming, is there anything that you do to keep track of your voice and make sure that you haven't damaged anything? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I was in off through school. I was always in chorus. Um, singing has just been something I've done basically my whole life. Okay. Uh, and I, I've got you know warm ups, things that I do before we play, and you know keeping conditioned and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And got my keyboard and make sure everything's still in tune, you know. But mm-hmm. I, the, the key is really just not not pushing it, you know, and not not trying to knowing your limits, and then working up to them, and then trying to get past it the next time, you know. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I guess this is also for you, Ben. You guys are going to have this EP coming out, and you're talking about keeping the voice fresh and not screaming as much so that you're able to do this live as well. Do you have touring plans coming up? Um, well, right now, um, we are signed on with Artery Global uh, for booking, and uh, Trevor over there is uh, really helping us along. Um, as far as 
touring, I mean, there, we actually already got off of the tour that we unfortunately had to decline. Uh Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely plans. I just think with the, uh, with the way this is developing, um, and playing out, um, that we're, uh, we're just waiting for the right thing to come along Mm -hmm. and really waiting for, uh, the right things to develop. You know, we want to get that, um, we want to get that, uh, that King video out and we want to have this EP out, you know? So there's a couple things that we want to do before we really think about touring. Um, but there will probably, you know, even before we tour, there will probably be, um, uh, some regional shows, some bigger regional shows that we jump on, uh, start getting our feet wet and start, uh, you know, getting just people in, in our area, uh, you know, getting their eyes on this band live. Are there any reservations or anything, you know, from past experience, and this is on both of your ends, past experience of working with previous bands of things, you know, you have to iron out to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Well, yeah, I mean, the, uh, like we, we do practice when we do practice, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, you know, I'm pretty, meticulous on how I go about, uh, you know, just getting the live show ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's always going to be things to iron out and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, right now I think we're sitting in a pretty good place. Um, you know, the, the songs do sound good live. Um, you know, everybody's holding their own, you know, it's like, we're, you know, even though this is a new band and we're not new to the, uh, to this to to this whole environment so everybody's falling in pretty quick you know yeah that makes total sense i'll start with sean on this question sean is there anything you look forward to specifically when you tour oh man i just want to hit the road to be honest uh wherever i i love going around and seeing the country and i i really just want to get get going i'm looking forward to the whole damn thing man (laughs) all of it (laughs) Just everything that goes along with it. I got you. All of it? Give me the bad shit? I don't know. Ben, what about you? What do you normally look forward to when you're starting a new tour? Um, I mean, dude, I've toured a fucking lot. Yes, you, know, you have. With the mirror, and then probably even more with Suicide Silence. Um, so really just what I look for. You know, I've seen the roads. I've woke up on highways, you know, at 5 a.m. and... <laughs> You know, in the mouth, I've done, done, you know, waking up in front of Stonehenge, I've done it all. But, uh, I mean, as far as get like with this new project, I'm just, uh, stoked to, um, you know, have, get these guys, uh, in that position that I was at. And I'm, I'm stoked to, you know, have all the old friends that are, you know, keeping in touch with me and excited about the new stuff. I'm just excited, uh, to just get back out there and meet old, old, my old friends and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, make new ones. Absolutely. Let me go back to something you had mentioned before. How did you decide on going to Ken to do this first EP? Oh, great. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask a cliche question sometimes. (laughs) Ken too. Oh, Oh, God. Um, me, one of my, uh, one of my first major tours, uh, back when, uh, me and Ken Susie were still cool. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it was actually, I think it actually, was it our first bus tour? No, that was our second bus tour. 
okay. I believe that uh, Emir did, and me or Emir and Unearth shared a bus, and uh, I don't know, me and Ken just just hit it off from day one, and he always called me his uh, his kit, his Kenan training. <laughs> I don't know why I think he's cool or something, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I worked when I. Uh, when I found the uh, the contortionist, um, I sent uh, them to Ken Susi, and I always know, you know, he's got a great studio, he's got a great ear for things. Mm-hmm. He he does everything from you know his new grunge band to uh, the contortionist. He did a band like Madball. He you know uh, <laughs> helps with the Unearth recordings. Of course, you know he's just he's all over the place. Uh, he's done some pop stuff. Um, so with this, it was, uh, it was kind of just a no brainer, you know, he, even though like he's annoying, like he's still, <laughs> he's still, he's still easy to get along with. And, uh, you know, he, I mean, dude, I love that dude. He's one of my best friends, but, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's the best. yeah, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I know what he's able to do, and it, it was just a no-brainer to go with him. I like that answer, though. That was that was great. <laughs> well, now, see, now I'm worried about asking why you went ahead and got Carl and Jesse to be on that track, because... No, no. All right. You feel okay with them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, with Carl and Jesse, like, that was, a, that was again, a no-brainer. If you go back to the records that I wrote for Emir, Goodbye to the Gallows and the Respect Issue, um, I had, uh, I had Carl, yeah, Carl, Carl mm-hmm. and Ryan, their guitar player, did something on a, a song that I wrote, uh, Sleeping Princess on Goodbye to the Gallows, right. and then um, on a song called Chicago's Finest on the Respect Issue, I had uh, Ryan again, or no, maybe I just had Ryan on, on on the Chicago Spinus, but uh, Misery Signals has always been like one of my favorite bands, and we got to tour with them uh, not only in the United States, but we got to tour with them uh, over in Europe with right. August Burns Red um, as well. I believe that was like 2008 or something like that. But um, Carl's always been like a great friend of mine, and Misery Signals is probably one of my favorite bands ever. So right. I, asked, I asked Carl <laughs> to do it, he did it, and then with Tony Danza, um, like Josh and Jesse and Lane, all those guys, Brad, all those dudes in Tony Danza have always been like an awesome, they've just always been great people towards us. Or, you know, when, when I was with Ymir and um, on our, actually, on, I think it was Ymir's first tour ever. Uh, our last show was in Tennessee and Jesse actually got us that show. Oh. It was like, biggest show that we played to, to that day uh there were like you know maybe 900 or 1000 people there and we were fucking stoked um you know playing in front of going from 20 people a night to 900 was pretty cool but uh <laughs> yeah me and jesse always kept in touch and you know i love tony danza i love josh mm-hmm. um so it was again that was a no-brainer it was like dude you know we we, we wrote this heavy ass song um and we just want to you know, get both of you guys on it. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe that's a little street cred. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, I mean, they're like, they're, they're nasty. You right. know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to just have both Fuck of yeah. them, both have both of them on a track, you know, at, on that part, 
you know, just very compact, very quick. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's just it's like a dream that I had and I made it come true. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. That is great. Look, when you say Carl a bunch of times in a row at the beginning of that, I thought I was in an episode of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, no, it was great. Yeah, no, no, that's awesome, and that's what I figured it would be like. Now, Sean, for you, you know, Lakeshore is going to go on. You're going to have full length albums after full length albums. Is there anyone that you would want to come on and guest vocal from one of your favorite bands or someone that you admire? Oh my God! Um, a million girls. I don't know the girl <laughs> from um, Lydia. I never found out her name, but she's got the most beautiful voice ever. Oh, fucking, interesting. Okay. Uh, Haley Paramore, duh. And fucking dude, if I could, if I ever get this thing with Anthony Green, I think I'll probably just die <laughs> right on the spot, like right after it's done. Fulfilled life. Send me wherever the fuck I'm going. I'm done. I'm out. Those three. Not in that order. That's a really good choice right there. And I have to say, too, congrats to you. I have asked that question to many different bands on the show, and not one has ever mentioned a female vocalist. Really? I was as shocked as you because there are many favorites that I have, female vocalists in the scene and out of the scene, and no one has ever brought one up, and you brought up multiple. So well done. Oh, most of most of my favorite singers are girls, but I guess that that comes when you're a dude who has a girl singing voice like myself. So <laughs> I have to like, you know. <laughs> Is that going to be on the promos now for Lakeshore? Come here, the guy who has a girl singing voice. <laughs> the dude, the dude who sings like a chick. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're not. No, a, you're not nearly as bad as some of them out there. Yeah, I was about no, to say. That's what I can't, what, I can't help it. You know, that's no, but that's honestly one of the things that like we looked for in a singer. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted somebody because all these fucking bands, all their singers, literally sound like girls, and like we like that range that Sean has. But at right. the same time, he does. He like he sounds like a dude. Like he doesn't sound like a fucking chick. You know, that's one true. of the things that was like the nail in the coffin for us. We were like, he's got a dope, unique voice and. He sounds like a dude. He doesn't sound like anybody else, you know? Yeah, and... Oh, thanks, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask a question then on this, too. So I was looking on the website, and you can go ahead and you can donate and get, you know, information. You can get new tracks that aren't out yet, merchandise, all that kind of stuff. And you have a tier that's $75 or more if you donate. You get to name something have you guys yeah. had any weird oh, yeah. requests okay i gotta hear some of these no actually we haven't we've had the donations but again like i don't want to get like serious because that is a fun question and i wish that something like that did happen <laughs> but literally every time somebody donates 75 dollars or 100 dollars, it's like they're just like dude we love what's going on like just you know just keep at it. Just send me a shirt or something. And I'm like, all right, because like we literally will send you Mitch in a box if you want him. <laughs> dude, anything. Literally anything. <laughs> Fucking do it, dude. I think, and I yeah, hope. Yeah, I'm a little honestly. I hope that because I brought this up that people will continue to donate that amount and just think of something <laughs> weird and crazy <laughs> so that you guys can promote that as well. Please. Please do. All the people. Do it. Fucking do it. Was that yeah. something you were aiming for to be different? 
than doing merch bundles. Like you kind of took an idea from Kickstarter where you had that tiered yeah. service. Was it something just to try something new? Well, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. We don't want to seem needy. You know, we work really fucking hard. Every, every single person in this band busts their fucking ass. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, I don't think people are really uh, – really understand what uh it takes to get something like this up and running mm-hmm. um and it, it dude it costs a lot of fucking money um thousands upon thousands of dollars you know right. it's, it's not like your your regular garage band um but uh you know we just wanted to do something something fun you know we didn't want to put a kickstarter campaign out there go fund me you know everybody does that and um you know, we just wanted something, something easy. You know, we didn't want to force people into like, oh, we need help. We need help. It's like, no, you know, like, you know, we're here and we're going to do it. But, you know, if you guys can help, you know, here's some things that we can do for you and it's appreciated. And I mean, that's just where it came from. And, you know, luckily enough, a decent amount of people have, you know, helped thus far, which has helped tremendously. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I try to to uh, give everybody, you know, a little personalized message and, you know, just keep in touch with everybody. Uh, so, you know, it, it's worked out, you know. Yeah, that sounds great. Last cliche question, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> before we move on for a little bit. So the, <laughs> the, EP's, the EP's title is 41. What's the story behind that? Yeah. Or is there something that comes with that? No, nah, I mean, with, uh, here's the thing, with, with this band, uh, you know, it was really formed through me and Joe's vision and, um, we wanted something, you know, even though Emir was ours and will always be ours at heart, mm-hmm. um, we wanted something that could never be taken away from us, no matter what the hell happened, you know, and it's just, uh, we wanted everything from the ground up to be, very focused and on top of that like the realest possible like i know everybody's like yo i'm real i'm real i'm real but like this whole entire concept from the lyrics the artwork that artwork that you see i grew up on that beach that's where me and joe went to escape that was a beach on a house where we learned how to play uh where we learned how to play our instruments lakeshore is the street that me and joe grew up on that that beach was on, ah, uh, that okay. our house was on, and forty one is the number of our house. Oh, okay. so so that's where that's where we started, and that's where Lakeshore is starting. What's the significance of the triangles? Um, well, it, I feel like with triangle, like if you're into energy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the pyramids are you know very energy, you know they emit energy, consume energy, and it just was uh, just it was something that was very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you notice that there's uh it's not just one, it's actually three right. and three is always a significant number in my life. Um, as well as Joe's and, um, you know, we just felt like, uh, with that, it was just something that, you know, people could jump on board with and, um, you know, something that was just almost like, you know, the bat signal, you know, sure. it's like it, that, that's our calling card. That's something that, you know, if you see it, you'll know what it is. And, uh, 
you know, we, we, we intend to be very confident and strong in what we say and what we do and how we write music and how this band presents itself. And, uh, you know, we wanted some imagery to go along with that. And uh, that's what uh, we came up with. That makes sense. Now, Sean, you know, Ben just let us know about the number three. Do you actually have a number? Because I have a number that shows up a lot in my life as well. Uh, yeah, I've got, well, seven's just kind of always been my number. I was born in July, like seven's my shit. Um, and 13 always kind of pops up too, so to the both of them. And I've, I actually have both of them tattooed on my arm in uh, Roman numerals, seven, both seven and 13. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I have for me, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm getting over a cold, so it's it's coming back and forth. I have a affinity, or I see it a lot in my life because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I see a lot of the number 19 and a lot of 61 because that's 19 turned upside down, and I have 61 tattooed on me Ooh, as well. Nice. So that's interesting. I I'm pretty sure probably everyone has that number that comes back into their lives over and over again, but... It's not what's your favorite number. It's more how does that number affect your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy thing. And it I was is. also I was also born on Friday the thirteenth. Oh, okay. So, All right. I don't know. That's that's good luck or bad. I think now it's supposed to be good luck. I think everyone was freaked yeah, out about I, it before, but not hey, now. That, yeah, that's what, that's what my mom says. She says it's good luck, so I'll I'll stick with her. <laughs> Is there anything else that either of you want to put out there about Lakeshore, about the message? I think I understand what the message of the band is. I very much enjoy the tracks that I've been able to hear, and I believe that a lot of people are really enjoying it. But is there anything that we missed that you would like to state for everyone about the band? Um, I mean, n- there is and there isn't. I mean, our, you know, our what we're trying to do is you know, we're trying to get back to real musicianship, being, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to being what a band is truly supposed to be, you know, back when Aerosmith had songs like Walk This Way, and then they would have songs like Love in an Elevator or, you know, these big epic ballads, you know, they were able to shapeshift, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of great bands. I mean, I hate them or not, Nickelback is another great example <laughs> of that. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to write fun, awesome tunes with a personal message for us, but also, um, you know, something that can um, be taken and applied to someone else's life, Um, you know, the listener's life. And, you know, uh, I don't want to touch on Amir again, but (laughs) with Amir, you know, I had a lot of people, you know, always be like, oh, well, this song helped me do this. And, you know, like your music means so much to me. So with this, I wanted to really make sure that um, there was a, a real fucking message, you know, and I never want to stray away from that. Makes total sense to me. What about you, Sean? Yeah, uh, I everything Ben said, and that definitely there were some of the lyrics that we wrote that it was more of like a message for everyone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not necessarily about something super specific, but more of just like a like a like an anthem, you know? Sure. Something people can just think their teeth into and latch onto and make theirs you know as much as it is ours right that makes sense to me as well what do you guys normally do when you're not putting all this effort into the band and obviously we know you put a lot of effort into the band but is there anything you do movies tv books anything you do to unwind or pass the time and we'll start with you sean oh man um well when i'm not working Mm -hmm. um 
I'm still, re- I've been reading this first Game of Thrones, or uh, Game of Thrones, for like two years. I'm almost done with it. It's a long um, book. I love to put, it is a long book, but it's like, <laughs> Easy read at the same time. I'm just, I'm just dumb. Um, but I, so I read that. Uh, I just started watching Legion. Oh sure. Which I think it came on tonight. I missed it. So dope. Holy <laughs> shit! That whole show. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and then they somehow make it make sense at the end, and then the next one starts. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what channel is um, that on again? That shows. I think that's on FX. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I, yeah, I know. I think it's just like the, it's in like five episodes. Gotcha. But uh, and uh, dude, I love playing Rocket League. I don't know if you play video games, dude, but Rocket League is like my shit. Wait, so what's Rocket League? See, for me, I do the Final Fantasy 15 and Fallout 4 and all that kind of stuff. So what is Rocket League? Nice. Yeah, I got all the. I got all that shit too. I just beat that final, the last Final Fantasy. Oh, 15. did you? I'm so far away from but, beating um, it. Was it worth dude, it, by the way? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, but I'm, I'm a nerd for that shit. Like, anything Final Fantasy does, I fucking love. I mean, I wasn't in too much too much into 13. But, no, it was tough. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> the 15 was sick, dude. Then then was good, man. Okay, like, good. Uh, but, uh, dude, Rocket League, oh, my God. It's soccer with cars. Wow, okay. See, they, I'm like, a huge soccer around. fan. So. <laughs> you, dude, you got to play it, man. I promise you it's worth it. Just check it out. Okay. Give it, like. 10 minutes, and if you're not fucking hooked, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> then I definitely will. Very nice. All right, well, what about you, Ben? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, probably, I think The Office. I watched The Office yes. on Netflix. Okay. Uh, that's, like, only thing. The, uh, the Office and Parks and Rec. And uh, then sure. I have I have this little puppy named Ralph that is, <laughs> like, so annoying and so <laughs> ugly, but he's so cute. I did hear those are are my three uh, escapes from reality when I need it. I heard him in the background. What type of dog is it? I don't even freaking know. He's got a little furry and he's got a big underbite and he wakes me up at six o'clock in the morning squeaking the dirtiest, disgusting toy that wanted me to throw it. And uh, but yeah, he's he's great, but who knows what the hell he is. (laughs) And is it the English (laughs) office or the American office? Uh, the American office. I haven't even gotten to the English office. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know about that one. I haven't. I haven't uh, dove into that. But as far as the uh, the the American office, I think I've watched seasons one through nine maybe two hundred times. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> like I just, it's the best I show, though. Up. I just keep the thing on repeat. I fall asleep sure. to it. Wake up to it. Well, very nice. Well, <laughs> I, that's very funny. All right, guys. So. We'll leave that where it is for now because I'm sure we could even go into more stuff. But just to end out the show, let's talk about new albums and things that you guys are listening to. So obviously, I have to ask one more cliche question to Ben. So Ben, let me ask you twofold. One is, what do you think of the new self-titled Suicide Silence album? And two, what do you think of the new Amur album? I love these two questions. I love answering. <laughs> let me let Look. me let me lick my let me lick my chops while I, I and actually questions. wait wait hold on a second can I can I de- I'm gonna Deadpool this for the audience as I did ask if this was okay because we have brought up Amur in the conversation a few times and as people know who listen to the weekly Ian Hates Music show I do not like Amur. Uh-huh. 
I don't like a mirror at all. Yeah. And it's because of yeah. you know, yeah, all that stuff. So it's not like this is a big get for me. So go ahead, Ben, take it away. Yeah, uh, well, let's uh, let's touch on on suicide silence because that's my family right there. As far as suicide silence, when a band when a band changes format, obviously there's going to be people that don't like it, and there's going to be people that do. Sure. Um, I think that at this point in their career, let's think about it like this: put yourself in their positions. They're the kings of deathcore. Right. If they were to come out with another deathcore record, then yeah, maybe it would do good, this, that, the other thing, but they're musicians, they're growing up, they went through a big change, and uh, they want to spread their wings and fly. So sure. with uh, with their new sound, I think it's definitely a leap of faith. Um, I think that a lot of people aren't going to be, uh, well, you know, those diehard deathcore fans aren't going to be, you know, very well receiving of it. Uh, but at the same time, I think that um, it's got the whole entire world talking and whether they uh, didn't do that great on first week sales or people don't like it, this, that, the other thing, I think that it really sets them up uh, for their next record um, to do whatever the hell they want. If they want to do deathcore songs, if they want to do this, this stuff, as long as they do it right and play, you know, and do, do their thing right and make the, the uh, you know, very calculated steps and decisions. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, within, you know, the next record or the following, uh, I think that, um, that it'll all work out for them. Um, I know, you know, Garza's actually all those guys are very, very close friends of mine and they're mm-hmm. not dumb, you know, they right. were, it's not like they weren't expecting a backlash like this, you know, um, and that that's fine, you know. That you just got to roll with the punches. And I think that, uh, like I said, if they if they make the right decisions from here on out, and and they perfect their craft, and they really hone in on what they're trying to do, I think that they're the the sky is the limit for them. Um, so yeah, best of luck to all those dudes. Um, and with Emir, only thing I'll say about that <laughs> is that I love every single person in Emir. I couldn't, when I left Emir, I couldn't be happier that Mike Mulholland took my spot. And, uh, you know, now with this uh, current reincarnation of Emir, uh, Josh Travis is one of my oldest friends in music. And I've always looked up to the dude. And he's an absolute fucking machine. And I think for a long time, he didn't get the respect that he deserved. Right. And I'm glad that uh, he's in that band on a platform that people notice him and um, he's able to, you know, just do his thing on a, on a higher level right now. So, you know, I couldn't be happier for Josh. So, I mean, it's not something that I, you know, I'm going to fucking bump in my car, but, uh, you know, me either. I mean, me either. I mean dude, me and, jo- me and Josh still talk. I mean, dude, I fucking, I hit, I hit Josh up all the time and we talk on, uh, on Facebook and shit. And dude, it's it, it, like, whenever we talk, there's really no conversation about that. It's, right. you know, it's how I would call up a friend and talk, you know, it, I mean, business is business, but you know, that dude, Josh, that dude is a true homie. So no, he's, there's my answer. When I and that's what I expected. That is totally the answer I expected, and that's what we talked about on the show as well. I actually made the comparison, and maybe other people have done it. I don't know. I haven't heard it, but I make the comparison of Josh to Wes Borland, where uh-huh. you know people don't like the band itself, 
but they always liked Wes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I think that's the same with Josh. Yeah. No matter where he goes, he's always likable. He's always the person jumping around yeah. on stage, playing like nine string guitars and just rocking out. Yeah. And it's awesome. So Yeah, I know. I, I just I just wish I mean all right, don't take this. I just wish that he like dude, he's so fucking talented. Like I just wish he he like had an outlet where he could like really fucking spread his fucking wings. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Josh Travis, like, you know how that dude is insane at guitar? Yes. He's just as nasty, if not more nasty on the drums. Um, really? And that goes to when he, yeah, dude, that dude is so sick at fucking drums, it makes me sick. <laughs> and on top of that, but like, um, there was like a hip hop project that I was uh, helping to uh, get off the ground a while back. And he helped with some beats for that. I mean, dude, whatever that dude touches is like pure gold. He's so fucking talented. Yeah. I don't think that's, (laughs) I think everyone is so well aware of that now. And yes, I totally agree. I am glad that he has that platform now to get out in the open to everyone. I need to get him in Lake store now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just for fun. Like, at least get him on a track yeah. or something. Absolutely. Uh, well, dude, I would love it. Actually, yo, you know what? I actually spoke with Jesse. Me and Jesse, the uh, other guitar player who mm-hmm. I started a year with, uh, I did an interview with him. We reconnected after years of, like, not talking. And, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I was talking about, Jesse. I was like, yo, fucking, why don't we just, like, squash all the beef? And, like, why don't we just, like, do a track together? Yeah. You know, like, let's have a fucking thing. And he was fucking down with it. That's great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, it's cool. I mean, everybody everybody who, who has crossed paths or we've, you know, been involved with, with Emir or whatever, you know, it's, it's nothing but love. And, uh, you know, it just, it sucks that um, a lot of these outlets, like Metal Injection and, oh, you know, whatever fucking, they're just, you know, putting out these, even, I saw one, I think it was the sickest or something, Attila's, oh, yeah. Bronze's thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just, like, it wasn't even, they'll put us, they'll put X emir and just like try to cause a fight, try to cause this, you know, and it's like, sure. dude, like, we don't care. I don't know how many times we can say it. Like, we're not trying to cause problems. Here's the thing. I don't think that people understand is that emir is my, my brainchild. Okay. Right. So to right. have something like that, have to have a situation be to where you're not in the band anymore, whether, whatever the fucking case may be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, if it was anybody else, if you listen to history, yeah, obviously it's about our previous, uh, you know, thing with Emir. Right. But at the same time, I mean, we're really not bashing fucking Frank. I mean, you know, Frank could fucking go off and talk shit in interviews about us and we'll just be like, dude, like, whatever. But, you know, the second we fucking say anything, it's like, oh, let's fucking <laughs> cause a fucking scene, you know, which is fucking dumb. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I just want people to know, like, you know, we're not out there. And if you listen to King or Future or any of these other songs, like, that's the only song that we, uh, that we even touch on our history. And right. obviously it was something that we felt at the time we wanted to say, and that's what we said. And, um, I, I'm just so, hence the name. Yeah. yeah hence the and name. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm, I'm really stoked for these other songs to get out there. So finally Lakeshore can be put on the platform where, you know, Amir is, is not even attached. I mean, Amir's always going to be a stigma with me and Joe, but sure. at the same time, 
I think that this uh, this lakeshore shit is on a different level, and it's just a matter of time before uh, it's just a lakeshore and not ex-Emir yes. members, you know? Right. And I was very happy when I first heard history, when I found out that you guys were making this new band. It made me happy to hear that track because I love that way more than anything <laughs> than that previous band. Like, I don't want anything. I like Lakeshore. I am completely yeah. fine with that. So let me ask you, Sean, are there any bands out there right now, any albums right now that have your attention? Oh, man. Um, I lately, because I drive for Uber, so I've spent a lot of time in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening a lot to Catfish and the Bottleman. Okay. Uh, that CD, just, it's just like straight rock, man. Yeah, yeah. That shit fucking rock. Um, and then uh, The Neighborhood. I fucking love that band. Uh, they're that wiped out. So oh, sure. fucking. Um, uh, yeah, you know, Circus of Five gets thrown in there. You know, old Theosin, you know, all that old shit. But <laughs> as far as like new stuff goes, I think those two bands pretty much take the cake for me in the past like week or two. Oh, sure. Is it one of those things that it changes every couple of weeks? You've got your new favorite album and you kind of spin that the whole time? Yeah, and then I, I fucking listen to it like it's going out of style. Right. And then it goes out of style for me, and then I fucking move on to the next one. But, like, when I'm on a CD, that shit doesn't stop playing. Like, it's just going the gotcha. whole time. Awesome. It's, it's a little crazy, honestly. No, I do the same thing. If I have a brand new album, besides, you know, we do album reviews for the show, so sometimes I'm listening to, like, 14 albums in a row just continuing on. But when one really locks me in, I just listen to that one over and over and over again until the next one that I have to move on to. I completely agree. Well, guys, look, I just looked at the time. I realized I have taken up a significant portion of your guys' night. So let's end it here, even though I'm sure there's plenty of other things to talk about. But I want to let you know that I will be putting all the links to support Lakeshore in the description of this episode. There'll be ways to get in touch with you every single way to donate, to get in touch, just to talk to you guys. All that kind of stuff will be there. But for right now, what's the best way to support Lakeshore? Uh, I think just, uh, dude, just keep up the likes, keep up the shares and, you know, just keep on spreading the word, you know, um, and if you do at the end of the week have a couple bucks, I mean, we have shirts for sale. And, you know, if you really do want us to mail you Mitch in a box, we'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, there's that option too, you know, and it's all on our website and we love talking to everybody and we appreciate all the support and all the sharing that people have been doing. It's amazing. So thank you guys. And, uh, you know, just keep it up. Absolutely. We will definitely, as the singles come out, continue to promote on Ian Hates Music because I am a fan and I really like what I've been able to hear so far. I'm really looking forward to 41. I will definitely be listening to that nonstop. I know it. So I want to thank both of you, Ben and Sean. This was really great. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no, Thanks for having thank us, man. Not a problem at all. Well, guys, have a great night, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Ian. Not thank a problem. you, too, man. All right, everyone. How'd you like that? That conversation was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank Sean and Ben right away for being on the show. I am really looking forward to that debut EP 41. Make sure to check out their official website, lakeshoreofficial.com, 
And right there is where you can find all your Lakeshore news, as well as areas to buy merchandise and donate. And like I mentioned in the conversation, you can follow all the links in the description of this episode. That'll make things really easy to support Lakeshore. I'd also like to thank Michelle for helping set all of this up. It was much appreciated. We'll be talking about Lakeshore on the show, especially when the new EP 41 comes out. And you can hear that on the weekly Ian Hates Music Show. That's where my co-host Jackson and I go through all the scene news, album reviews, talk, and really anything else we want to get into. You can support Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition by also following the other links in the description of this episode. Look, it's all for free, and we know you're going to love it. So once again, thank you to Sean and Ben for coming on the show. We're going to leave you now with one of the tracks we were speaking about in the conversation. This is Kings, The Reawakening, and this is the one with guest appearances from Carl from Misery Signals and Jesse of the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. I do really love that name. That is great. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.